I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my big bag of onions. They come from Maine to California, broken hearts and bars unknown. This night we'll share a lover On that dog radio I got so many beats on Hands pressed cold against the phone See all the stars Are you way more important than everyone else? Is your luggage made of solid gold? Are you smuggling someone across the border in a steamer trunk without air holes? Did your water just break? If you answered yes to any of these questions, fine. You might suck dead bear, but I'll give you a pass at the baggage claim carousel. If you answered no, you must need me to fly my fist in a northerly direction toward your face. Let me tell you why. When a flight lands, I try to hightail it out of the airport. Sometimes I'm forced to check a bag, so I haul ass from my arrival gate only to find myself jockeying for position around the baggage carousel while I wait for my Samsonite to tumble down the conveyor belt. You'd think I'd be so flippin' happy to be off my flight and out of its Lilliputian seats that I'd just be content to feel my limbs again. Uh, no. The flight mare continues as I elbow my way through chuckleheads in pleated khakis or gamey business suits with phones clipped to their belts, parents who are wrangling several unruly kids hopped up on M&Ms, and reunited couples engaged in serious tonsil hockey. Who knows if my bag made it to my destination, since I can't see the conveyor belt, let alone get to it. Feel your way, feel your way 
tears while going home What do you want me to do To do for you To see you through It's all a dream we dream One afternoon on the Splintered sunlight It's your way through Dead dreams to another land Maybe you're tired and broken Your tongue is twisted with Words half spoken and thoughts unreal What do you want me to do To do for you To see you of rain will ease the pain and love will see you through Just a box of rain Wind and water Believe it if you need it If you don't just pass it on Sun and shower things have improved, of course, he says. In the past, we believe children will never grow hair if women eat eggs during pregnancy. Now we know better. Still, my grandchildren cannot speak our local language. Bowlegged, he announces he must go to a funeral. He walks out of the bar and along a banana grove. Above him, the mountain is sheathed in cloud. Unprompted, he says, Bananas are flowers, not trees. When he doesn't get a response, he walks into the grove and starts pulling down leaves that are flapping like sails. By the time he's done, nothing is left of the plant. He says, see, no trunk. Bananas are just rolled up leaves. When he returns to the track, he says, bananas are radioactive as well. A check online reveals he is right. The scientists refer to a banana equivalent dose a tiny measure of radiation similar to eating one banana.
Visitors often marveled at the events she had lived through, not least the tumultuous history of Italy from monarchy through fascism to republic. But much of the time, her head had been down, sewing sacks. She remembered Victor Emmanuel III and the Queen too. But the second decade of the 20th century was vivid mostly for slipping out of the house to go dancing and for birch stick beatings on her legs when her mother caught her. The first war was memorable only because her fidanzato, Augusto, was called up and did not return. When his letters stopped, she assumed he was dead and never learned, because no one told her, that he had left town for a steelworks in Milan. You're listening to My Big Bag of Onions. all started when I received an envelope in the mail. It was an invitation, not to a birthday party, I didn't get any of those, not to a playground, but to a business plan competition down in Boston. And I was curious, I was just so curious that I had to go, and the program director explained to us that over five months, 
we would form a team, develop a business idea, and present this idea to a panel of judges, and we actually ended up winning that competition and taking home a check. And that one event sparked my interest for going to more and more of these competitions. And over the next two years of my life, I actually went to dozens and dozens of these competitions, and I was winning almost all of them. Because the one thing that my team would do differently from our other competitors every single time was that while everyone would go up and present their idea and their PowerPoint, we would go to Home Depot, buy supplies, and actually build the idea we were talking about. And the judges were just so blown away by the fact that a bunch of teenagers could go and create things, could make prototypes and minimally viable products. And we won almost every single competition just because the judges loved that we had gone and executed. Listening to my big bag of onions. In the house, in the heart of paper lines. And Jimmy runs into her room next to mine, dancing. 
Tihar Jail in Delhi has a special wing just for her. Young women fear and revere her. Their husbands seem crushed by her embrace. On television, she is a sari-clad battle axe. Books about her offer advice, including "Run, she is trying to kill you." If you think the fearsome reputation of the Indian sas is exaggerated, glance at online discussion threads such as "I have a mother-in-law from hell." Tales abound of humiliation, intrusion, even death threats amid battles over who controls family life. Or watch what was formerly India's most popular soap opera, the clunky title of which doubled as a plot summary, because the mother-in-law was once a daughter-in-law too. Kayunki Sas B Kabi Bahuti.
Time is such a slippery thing. It ticks away neutrally, yet it also flies and collapses, and is more often lost than found. Days can feel eternal, but a month can gallop past. So is time ever perceived objectively? Is this experience innate or is it learned? And how long is now anyway? Such questions have puzzled philosophers and scientists for over 2,000 years. They also began to haunt Alan Burdick of The New Yorker. Keen for answers, he set out on a journey through the world of time, a lengthy trip that spans everything from Zeno's paradoxes to the latest neuroscience. Alas, he arrives at a somewhat dispiriting conclusion. If scientists agree on anything, it's that nobody knows enough about time. Humans are apparently poor judges of the duration of time. Minutes seem to drag when one is bored, tired or sad, yet they flit by for those who are busy, happy or socialising, particularly if alcohol or cocaine is involved. you think football is something for your local community? Is football you do something with your mates, not by yourself watching the telly, but with a gang? Do you hanker after safe standing on modern terraces? Do you know football isn't something you do with cans of Carlsberg in your front room? Do you think football is local and part of your community and not just for overpaid premiership show ponies? Do you love going to the football with your mates and your kids? You've got to be with a group of mates so you can do that. It's no good if you're by yourself. Are you a loyal Colchester United fan, not a moaning customer? Do you roar your team on till the end in the face of adversity and never let a boo slip your lips? you and sling your Murdoch Skydish in the skip and get yourself off to see some local football. It could be the Hughes, it could be Withenhoe, it could be Stanway, it could be Brightlingsea. You're listening to my big bag of fun. Fred. 
right now. Right now. Look at this, George. A letter from Daddy. And I only had one from him and Mummy yesterday. I hope it's not bad news. It is. Oh no. He says we can't go home for the holidays. Mummy's got scarlet fever, and Daddy's in quarantine for it, so they can't have us back. So Timothy and I won't be able to spend Christmas with you like we were going to. It looks that way, I'm afraid. But we were going to do loads of things together. Oh, what a shame! I know. Oh, what will the two boys say? They won't be able to go home either. Well, what are you going to do, Anne? I don't know. It's miserable. Let me see what else Daddy has to say. I know. You could come and stay with me at Kiran Cottage instead. I'm sure my mother would love to have you again. We had such fun when you came for the summer holes. But that's exactly what we're to do. What do you mean? Daddy's already arranged it with your mother. We're to. Oh no! What? We're to have a tutor too. Why on earth do you need a tutor? It seems Julian and Dick have been ill with the flu this term, so they've gotten behind with their work. Oh, blow, blow! A tutor? How sickening! You're listening to my big bag of onions.
mythologized wine, calling it the sap of the sun and the earth. Given this romantic reverie, he would have detested the very idea of bottles with caps that can be twisted off, not corks that have to be internally drilled and then tugged out. A corkless bottle can't squeak, creak, and then pop when it's opened. So what can it say instead? Bart thought of wine as a libation, which embedded the French in their native terrain and made honorary peasants of them. Winemaking likes to present itself as a Dionysian mystery, conducted in underground caverns where grape juice ferments into a mind-altering potion. Screw caps remind us that this arcane process is in fact an industrial operation. They demythologized the solemn business of drinking wine and made the bottle it came in as banal as a Coke can with its briskly rippable caps. Indonesian phrase book. It's not for me, of course. I've been here for years and I know the local lingo really well. But I've got a friend uh, who who doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't speak the language so well. I'd love that phrase book.
Have you seen those kids' events where the adult helpers wearing different colour t-shirts? It looks a bit like sports day, but it's actually a colour coding system to show if the volunteers are being criminal records checked or not. Those who have an advanced criminal records check, they wear one colour t-shirt, say yellow. Those who have a basic criminal records check, or perhaps no criminal records check at all, they wear a different colour, say red. So what's happening in effect is that the volunteers at the event, who are often the kids' parents, they have different levels of security clearance. Your t-shirt colour entitles you to particular zones of the party. So the yellow t-shirts can help out in the toilets. They can be on their own with a child. But the red t-shirts have to be watched by the yellow t-shirts. They're not allowed to be on their own with a child and they're certainly not allowed in the toilets. Symbol of our dignity. 
birds are particularly vulnerable to such honey traps. In Europe, only the Swiss spend more per person on online matchmaking services, according to leading dating sites, a market research firm. The English language makes Britons accessible to conmen around the world. They are fond of online shopping and banking, so making electronic payments to strangers is second nature. They may even be unusually susceptible to hard luck stories. Britain is the top-ranked European country in the World Giving Index, a measure of generosity produced by the Charities Aid Foundation. Victim support and other charities are raising awareness of the problem, and fearing damage to their business, dating sites are doing more to protect their members. Some pass their messages for suspiciously early declarations of love, or check if profile pictures have been swiped from other sites. That catches a few larcenous Lotharios, but nothing is as effective as what Mr. Masters calls the golden rule: never give money to an online paramour, however charming. You're listening to my big bag of onions.
I had a ticket for a plane that crashed on the 1st of July 1993, but I changed it to the next day. I got invited to a wedding on the 1st of July, even though I had plans to travel. So a few days before, I went into a travel agent and had the ticket changed to the following day. I went to the wedding and the next day at about lunchtime, I heard news that the plane had crashed about 50 meters short of the airstrip at its destination and crashed into the coral reef and everybody except for two people had been killed instantly. One was a, a very elderly man and the other one was a baby, both seated near the tail section. I didn't fly the next day because the airport was closed, but I did fly, I think about four or five days later, with a certain amount of trepidation, although there was a feeling that maybe lightning isn't going to strike twice. About three weeks later, a postman came to my house and delivered a water-damaged packet where the address had been obscured but they could tell it was for me because it was a whole bunch of photographs and they could see that I was in about three quarters of them and it was very odd to have these water damaged photographs that had been retrieved from the sea from the wreckage so if I hadn't been invited to that wedding or if I had declined the invitation then unless I'd been sitting near the tail section, I wouldn't be here to be claiming that all this happened to me 24 years ago.
Bill Lawrence. Join me again soon for another journey through the pleasures of music, words, and sound. Be seeing you. Bill's Big Bag of Onions has been produced and directed by Adrian Cohen and is a guppy production for Colm Radio.